This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Science Notes, a programme on Otago Access Radio brought to you by the Science News and Promotion Group at the University of Otago. Join me, Dave McMorrin, as I chat with graduate science students. We'll find out about their research, why they do science at all, and what music they enjoy. Science Notes, Thursdays from 6.30 till 7pm, only on Otago Access Radio. Well, good evening and welcome to Science Notes again for another week. My name's Dave McMorrin and this week our guest is Priyanti Chandravanan. Hello. Hello, David. Thanks for coming along. Yeah, thank you. Um, Priyanti is doing a PhD in food science at uh, the University of Otago, although in not necessarily the food science department, as we will find out. It's a bit more complicated than that. Um, but we'll be hearing about what she's been doing for her PhD research um, tonight. But we'll start, as we do, with the first bit of music that she's brought along.
so I'm from Sri Lanka. I started my BSc in food science and technology and I have also completed my master's in food and nutrition and due to my fascinate about the academic and also the research I have applied to PhD in food science and I have started my PhD in 2020 and due to the hmm. pandemic it wasn't a good time to start <laughs> yeah so due to the pandemic uh, and the border restriction I was not able to enter into the New Zealand right yeah. so you so you started your PhD yeah but you couldn't actually ca- come yeah. to New Zealand yeah right so mm. I have done in on, on, online and so I arrived in Dunedin in uh, June 2022 all oh, right yeah so n- not even a year ago yeah yeah so what were you were you able to do something just like reading the literature and stuff yeah I have done some meta-analysis and statistical analysis for my research related okay, to my, cool. so during my stay in Sri Lanka then I have started my laboratory once I arrived in Dunedin right okay so the topic so you're doing a PhD in food science but you're doing it in something which I hadn't heard of like I was just saying um, called the Center for bioengineering and nanomedicine. So this is quite new at Otago, is it? Uh, yeah, because uh, even though it is food, the technology um, applying is related to bioengineering. Right. So, and, and you're based in, in the, the building that has public health? Is that right? The St. John, John uh, Walsh building? Uh, yeah, uh, it is related to the public health, but uh, even though I'm mostly there focusing on the processing side. Right, okay, sure. And so the... The topic then of your PhD is about rice. Yeah. So rice is kind of important for the world, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Because uh, next to the wheat, the most of the people rely on rice, mostly the Asian countries. So around like 75% of the world's population rely on the rice. And I think I, I did a little bit of homework and um, I read somewhere that, um, so I think sugarcane is the most grown and then maize, and then rice. Yeah. But the sugarcane and the maize are often used for things other than food. Yeah. So in terms of stuff what you eat, yeah. rice is the most important crop yeah. in the world. Yeah, and also the regarding the gluten-free foods. Mm. So, yes. Yeah, so, so we can apply this rice to the gluten-free pro- uh, food production as well. And so rice obviously is a very, very old food stuff. We've been growing yeah. rice for a very long time. Um, and the way that it's grown... Um, is very well established, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, it is. It needs the water and the sun, and so it's it's difficult to grow every part of the year. So it's like uh, when it is, is cultivated, when the water is available. Yeah, which increasingly is is an issue to yeah. reliably have yeah. the rain the way that it used to be. But does, I suppose that means that there's only certain parts of the world yeah. which are really appropriate for growing rice. Yeah. You don't really get rice production in New Zealand, yeah. for example, even though it gets wet sometimes, yeah. not wet enough. Yeah. So the rice is grown, and I, 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 I might have seen pictures, people would have seen pictures of, of rice paddies sort of get flooded, yeah. and then the water gets drained away again, yeah. and then it gets harvested, oftentimes by hand still, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes most of the time they can cover manually but due to the high amount of productions now they are converted into machineries yeah and then it has to be processed yeah 
and this is kind of starting to get to where where yes. your research is coming in. So, so what does the processing typically look like? Yeah, for rice? after uh, yeah uh, after harvesting the rice, they first need to dry it. So most in uh, most of the countries, when the sun is available, they are doing the sun drying, right. which is cheap and productive. Uh, then after drying, it should be because the rice. If you see the rice, it has the husk. Mm. So we have to remove the husk uh, due, uh, by milling. Then after removing the husk, the, what we see is the rice we are eating, the raw rice. So then it should be polished to have an attractive look. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so the polishing is only just to make it look nice. Yeah. It's not nutritionally beneficial at all. Yeah, uh, because uh, if we remove <laughs> during the processing, <laughs> the bran is removed. Yeah. Most of the, so it's like sometimes most of the people like eat uh, without polishing. So it's like all the rice is coated with the bran, mm. and some the part of the bran is removed. Uh, that is called polishing. And, that, yeah. and, and in New Zealand, that would typically be the, the white rice that we find in the supermarkets here would be polished. Yeah, yeah, polished, yeah. and also there are a lot of types of rice. You can yeah. see that. red rice, white rice, brown rice, purple And so rice. those are different species of rice, yeah. aren't they? It's not like it's all the same thing, but it's processed differently. Yeah, it's processed differently. Okay. So then it's dried and it's polished and then in theory just put in bags and yeah and off then the they are packing and there is there is another type of rice called parboiled rice so in the, that is the processing slightly different here they are steaming the rice mm. and it's called parboiled so you can see in most of the Indian shops parboiled rice so that's already halfway cooked yeah it's like a steamed yeah, yeah and and you can get that i think here too yeah um, you can see yeah yeah packets so because typically rice can take a long time yeah it's, it's quite an art cooking rice correctly yeah <laughs> i'm not good at it but um, <laughs> um okay so that's when everything goes well but sometimes that complications happen along that process yes, yeah because uh, due to the climate change and the things during the harvesting the due to the climate conditions uh, the rice can be wet due to the raining mm. so uh, when once the rice is wet the moisture content the wet water content of the rice is high so it can the it give the favorable condition for the fungi and other mycotoxin microorganisms to grow right so once we are storing then these microorganisms of fungi can produce some toxins during the prolonged storage because uh, most of the time we keep the rice for aging for the for the sensory developments like things so during that time these um, fungi can produce mycotoxins and also during the handling like during the storage cross contaminations and things and also so these fungi can grow and they can produce mycotoxins or mycotoxin itself can contaminate with the f- food or rice during this processing so it is a major problem now because you know the mycotoxins are when we are considering about the human safety that is the problem and also it can uh, change the quality of the rice mm. and also and there are economic losses like losses mm. so means there are some due to the mycotoxin not only in the rice in other food also there are a lot of quality losses and economical losses so it is the problem I think again, uh, my homework I was reading, I saw estimates of fifteen percent of all the rice grown, yeah, possibly even more, 
Yeah. And then another thing said something like $80 billion of lost import, lost, lost export. Yeah, earlier it was estimated like 25% but now it is not the 25, it's more than like 60 to 80%. Oh my word. Yeah. So so this is this is a consequence then of climate change. Yeah. The fact that cuz I never really thought about this. So so traditionally when you grow the rice you have to be able to plant it when it's very rainy because you yeah. need lots of water. Yeah. But then when you harvest it, you need it to be very dry. Dry. So like you that, can yeah. dry it out. Yeah. And so if you don't get the very dry, which increasingly you can't rely yeah. on anymore, then all these things. So there's, there hasn't really necessarily been a change in the processing. People are trying to do what they've always done for centuries, yeah. but yeah, now it doesn't sure. work because yeah. it's not. you can't rely on the weather Bitten. the same. Yeah. So yeah. then, yeah. so obviously this is a problem. What are people trying to do to... To solve it, yeah, they solve it, and also sometimes we can consume it without knowing. Yeah. So, so, so is there a way then that people are trying to get rid of the of the the mycotoxins, or stop them forming in the first place? I, I know this is leading into what your what your research is about, but but what are what are people trying to do at the moment? Yeah, because uh, when we after we buying the food, so sometimes we wash it, wash the rice. So mm. in that case, sometimes the um, little amount of mycotoxins or any contaminants can be removed but that is not enough yeah so because uh, when we consider in the rice uh, the even though the even though the mycotoxins very low amount but the amount we are taking through the rice is high so it is a yeah because you don't need very much of these yeah. things do you for them to be quite quite because, bad for yeah you. because in some of the countries Uh, people rely on rice for the three times of meal. They, mm, they yep. consume the rice whole day. Like, And it's especially, the, the toxins are especially bad if, for little kids. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yeah. So then, your research then, yeah. in the Center for Bioengineering and Nanomedicine, yes. is exploring new ways to try and and deal with the, with the mycotoxins once they're formed or prevent them forming in the first place? Um, no, uh, not the prevention. It yep. is like a decontaminant. So okay. once the yep. rice is formed, how we can oh. remove okay. uh, How we can remove it from the rice. So it is a prevention, not a prevention, decontamination right. method. And of course, t- given the scale that we're talking about, there's an awful lot of rice made. A successful method for doing this has to be pretty cheap and pretty easy. Yes, of course, and also should be very effective. And other time, it should not change the quality or sensory quality and nutritional quality of the rice as well. And also not cause more environmental yeah. impacts of it in and of itself. Yes, that is the main thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what then are you looking at? Yeah, I'm just u- using some sustainable methods. Uh, so there are a lot of methods. And I'm uh, trying to, what is the effect on the physical and the nutritional and cooking quality of these methods in the rice. And also I like I want to combine some of the methods together and right to uh, see what is the effect of combinations because it is difficult to remove 100 percentage yeah so i'll try to give the maximum amount removal amount so i am going to study each methods individually and then combining right okay and so to a large extent your phd is going to involve cooking rice Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the, it's what you're doing to the rice before you cook it. That's the that's the thing. Yes, yeah, it is before cooking. Right. Yeah. So, so, so what are these different methods in that you're trying? Uh, yes, uh, it also like uh, it can the methods I'm trying 
can reduce the cooking means cooking time also also then cooking means the final sensory means sensory or the taste and the texture of the rice yeah. it can positively uh have the positive effect on this cooking qualities like things yeah and so i suppose this is where the the whole food science aspect comes in because we've i've had food science students on so, before and um you don't really think there's always things you don't think about but the whole the whole experience of of eating food is not just about the flavor but it's about the texture and it's the, yeah. the how long it sits in your in your yeah, palate and all of this sort of stuff so this is obviously a big part of of yeah. rice and i suppose it also will vary depending on which type of rice yes so is that some are you are you mostly focusing on one particular type of rice yes uh, because i'm but uh, only put uh, focusing on one type so uh, like localized which available in sri lankan rice right. yeah okay. i just sure. i'm using because i think uh, just for one type and then if it is positive then i can uh, if time is permits mm-hmm. i can look for uh, other types because uh, i suppose yeah. given that you started in 2020 yeah you must be almost finished yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, yeah. yeah it's it's hard isn't it, it? Is, uh, Yeah, because of these uh, restrictions, I couldn't start on time. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so have you? Ha- so given that you've had limited sort of time in the lab, yes, of course. Um, do you have results? Have you have you discovered things? Yes, I just completed the physical status, and I'm now uh, on working on the mycotoxins. Yeah. Yes. So you so the rice that you get, are you are you? I shouldn't ask this. No, I won't ask this. I won't say if you're getting it from the supermarket and does it have mycotoxins in it. The rice that you're getting, does it have mycotoxins there initially uh, that you're then able to show that you're removing or do you add them? Yeah, the thing is uh, I'm just adding it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then seeing if you can take them yeah, away again. Okay, very good. Yes, because uh, it is mostly the problem in the developing countries. Right. Yeah. The, the ones that are least able to yes, have expensive of ways of so of, yeah of so I'm artificially adding the mycotoxin okay. which, yeah <laughs> and are they all the same I mean do you just get the one that's kind of safest for you to use or and that's representative of how it would work for various different mycotoxins or yeah because uh, um uh, it is the tech uh, the method can be changed with the different mycotoxins okay. so just I have selected pure. of the mycotoxins because the amount also the there are some extreme maximum levels for each mycotoxin so i'm just uh, selecting the few which is more uh, predominant in the rice sure. yeah. okay so then we we're, we're getting close to being out of time um so you're almost finished then you okay. you, you must be almost writing up now are you yeah almost <laughs> everyone's <laughs> yeah. favorite part of the phd yeah. um what next for you after this yes because i have a plan to go back to my country mm-hmm. and continue my, my work there so i'm uh, working as academic in my hometown okay. uh, country so i have planned to go back after i finish and apply these uh, technologies there excellent yeah very good oh well i I'm, um thank you for coming along thank you talking to us about what you've been up thank to thank you very much um, for inviting me and i will just remind you that you can listen to the show again at your leisure as a podcast from the Otago Access Radio website which is www.oar.org.nz we will finish with Priyanti's 
second piece of music. Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries and that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm Breathe me in, breathe me out I don't know if I could ever go without I'm just thinking out loud I don't know if I could ever go without Watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high Watermelon sugar high, watermelon sugar high Watermelon sugar strawberries on a summer evening. Baby, you're the end of June. I want your belly and that summer feeling. Getting washed away in you. Breathe me in, breathe me out. I don't know if I could ever go without. Watermelon sugar. program on Otago Access Radio, brought to you by the Science News and Promotion Group at the University of Otago. Join me, Dave McMorrin, as I chat with graduate science students. We'll find out about their research, why they do science at all, and what music they enjoy. Science Notes, Thursdays from 6.30 to 7pm, only on Otago Access Radio. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.